0: Hey everybody, episode 54, This Good Word, and the words this week are, stop yourself. (laughs) Oh, I love this little phrase. Uh, I have three kids, and sometimes that means unimaginable sweetness. Last night, Mary and I were watching the Olympics. It was kind of late. The kids were in bed, and then... uh, Isaac came downstairs and said, Ben wants you, Ben needs you, so we went up to, I went up to Ben's bed, and Ben is just our little joker, he is our lover, um, he is an extrovert, and <laughs> he's sort of mastered the art of stalling, you know, when when kids don't want to do something and, and they get really, really cute and sweet, and so I went in there and I said, buddy, what's wrong, and he said, well, dad, I just, I'm too hot, and I'm too cold, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, stop yourself. You know, you're one or the other. and so we laughed for a little while, and I kind of tucked him in, uh, and it was hilarious and um and a couple of days ago we got new shoes for the kids. and do you remember getting new shoes uh, as a kid? Do you remember how how magical it was? And so all three of our boys got new shoes. And they were just running around and jumping. And Isaac, in particular, he got these, this pair of shoes that has sort of like foam memory on his feet. He's never had that before. And he just said he just loved it. And he just was running and jumping and these new shoes. The first thing he did the next morning when he woke up, he just goes, Dad, I, I, I got I to gotta go look at my shoes. And um, so sometimes it's just unimaginably sweet but, you know, three kids, sometimes it means navigating train wrecks, fights, and really big emotions. And sometimes they get so outside of themselves. They get so undone with their big emotions that Mary and I need to jump in. And we've developed this phrase that we use at them sometimes when we see that they have just lost themselves, which happens. And the phrase is stop yourself. <laughs> I laugh because it is kind of a funny thing to say. And if you said it to another adult, like as they were freaking out uh, at their cube because of, you know, too much work. And if they were complaining too much and you just got sick of it and you just said, stop yourself. (laughs) How hilarious that would be and probably inappropriate. But, you know, when you have kids, sometimes you just need to help them get themselves out of the train wreck that is absolutely derailed their their brains and their minds and their in their amygdala brain and the in the reptilian brain and you just need to help them so stop yourself is this phrase that we've come up with them and i think it's really a good one actually for us to talk about on this good word so i want to be your coach right now i want to be someone that hopefully you can hear it in a loving way Instead of a shaming way. But I want to be the person that right here today in August of 2016 that says to you, stop yourself. Is there any area of your life where you feel out of control? Where the amygdala brain has taken over? Where the reptilian response of, you know, fight and flight and you're just you you are not yourself and you need someone to step in and help you to stop yourself so that you can get what you need. And that's what we do with our kids when after we say stop yourself, and we usually kind of physically remove them from whatever physical area that they're in so that they can have a new perspective and they can begin to start to talk about what it is that they actually need stopping yourself is one thing and then figuring out what you need is the second thing but first let's look at what do you need perhaps to stop yourself from Maybe you're someone where your mind is just, it's just going, 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 going. It's busy mind. It's crazy mind. It's just, you can't get it to stop. And it results in you're always working. You're always doing, you're working way too much, way too long. Uh, You stay at the office well past everybody else. You're driving everybody else crazy because you're actually too productive and it's not helping anyone. It's just making people feel shame about their own work. And you're not like you're not enjoying it. You just feel some inner compulsion to keep working. And someone needs to step in and just kind of say, you know, stop yourself. Maybe it's negative self-talk. And usually we don't notice this—the kind, the the amount of negative self-talk that we're doing. And maybe you need someone to to actually step in and say, honestly, stop. I'm mean, going to have to ask you to stop yourself, stop the negative self-talk, stop the the constant barrage on yourself. You're really, you know, you're not that bad, actually. Yeah, you're bad. Yeah, you're out of control. Um, but. Does it help to sort of endlessly repeat these things that you're worried are true about yourself? Um, maybe Maybe you need to take that to someone else you can really talk to, but broadcasting it everywhere, this negative stuff, maybe you need to just hear, stop yourself. Or maybe you can't get moving on something. There's a project that's been sitting there, and you need to get going on it and you even want to get going on it but you don't have any there's something that's stopping you from starting from starting it from just kind of putting one foot in front of the other and getting it going you have a pile of junk in the backyard there's a I mean for me right now it's just so hilarious and yet it's not hilarious but in our laundry room uh, there's a little cupboard underneath the sink in our laundry room and that cupboard has become the nasty uh place where my tools go now i'm not much of a tool guy like some tool some people that have tools men and women they have they have really really well organized you know huge tool chests and those racks that you can hang things on in the garage i'm not one of those guys because mostly if i try to i mean i can fix some things but but the big things that require the big tools you don't want me to get around so i don't have too many tools so i can kind of fit most of them in this in this little cupboard but it is just a train wreck I was just in there this morning uh, grabbing something to fix this thing that I did fix. Oh my gosh, I fixed it. This little drawer that came apart in my hands because I slammed it too hard. That's another issue though. Um, But for me, it's like I need actually to spend, it 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 would take about an hour probably, maybe a half an hour to get everything out of there, throw away the stuff I don't need, organize what I do need and make that a better space. Maybe you need to get moving on on a writing project. Uh, Maybe it's uh, cleaning out the garage. Maybe it's um, organizing the closet. And every time you look at it, that garage, that closet, that little tool pile underneath the sink in the laundry room, you have this inner feeling of, gosh, I really should get going on this. What if you just did it? I mean, what if you took an hour? What if you took a day and did it? Maybe you need to hear, stop yourself. From some of the procrastinating. I mean, I don't know how many people have this. I know I do uncertain things. Uh, and maybe you need to get going on it. Maybe you need to hear stop yourself when it comes to perfectionism. That you have this inner compulsion to finish every single thing, and but you won't finish it until it's perfect. So you have this endless list of things that are almost done, but you're never going to actually say that they're done because they're not perfect. I think there are some writers in the world out there that I know that would be brilliant, amazing writers, but they won't do it because they know they won't create that perfect book. And I get that. I mean, I I feel that. Uh, But if I had just waited until I created the perfect blog I would have never started blogging and if I waited till my book proposal was perfect I would have never submitted it to my agent and if I would have waited to until I had the perfect plan to start a church I would have never started church now typically perfectionism really probably is not my main thing Um, I can I can tend to start things and put them out there in the world Um, so um but for some of you it's like you have these great ideas you have these amazing things that really need to be introduced into your life into your friends' lives into the world but something is holding you back and it's because you haven't nailed it yet you haven't gotten it down perfect and you may need to hear stop yourself put one of those things out there yeah you need to work hard yeah you need to dot the i's and cross the t's but it probably doesn't need the level of perfection that you think it needs it probably just doesn't need that level of perfection maybe some of you worry too much and it's like oh man it's just things are you know in your mind just oh it's everything is swirling and maybe you need someone just to grab you by the shoulders. And this is so hard if you're plagued with worry and anxiety to hear stop yourself. Because you're like, I would stop if I could. <laughs> but maybe you need someone just to kind of break you out of the endless funk of of worry. Um, and there's this, actually, there's this, there's this verse I read recently And it's from the voice translation. I don't remember where it is. I I think it's Matthew 7. But it basically says, don't worry about tomorrow. Being faithful of the things of today is enough. Isn't that great? Don't worry about tomorrow. Being faithful in the things that you'll be encountered with today is enough. So like if you're a worrier, what would it mean to just kind of Repeat this refrain every time you're worried about something in the future. Just just repeat, here I am. Or right here, right now. Here I am. Right here, right now. Here I am. God has me and I have God. I'm not going to figure everything out. I'm going to figure a couple things out, but I'm not going to figure everything out. Make your list for today and cross off half of it. For those of you that worry, here's the thing: you think you can get way more done in a day than you actually can. So make your list, then immediately cross, you know, transfer half of it to tomorrow, <laughs> and then in that way you can, man, you can get you can get your list done. Um, maybe some of you are struggling with a conflict, and actually the thing you're struggling with is avoiding the conflict. Um, And I have this phrase that I've said for years. There really is no conflict avoidance. There's only conversation avoidance because the conflict is there. It's there in your spirit. It's there in your heart. It's there in your mind. It's there in your neck muscles. It's there in your shoulders. You feel it all the time. If you're in conflict, it's just there. It's a presence that's there with you, whether you're talking to the person or not. So Maybe in this and and you and, and you're you're actually you're talking to the person all the time in your mind but you're creating scenarios you're creating responses that they never said and then those responses that you create in your mind your mind doesn't really know how to differentiate honestly your emotions don't know how to differentiate between whether or not that that conversation actually happened or not. So it feels like it happened. So those that thing you're imagining the person is saying to you and that thing that you're imagining saying to the person, the way your emotions work with your mind is your, your your body actually associates all the feelings that come with that conflict as if it actually happened, right? But it didn't happen and you're making up the things that they said in their minds in your mind, and so you're creating a reality that doesn't really exist and you're only adding to the conflict. Now, I know that there's really, there, there really is wisdom sometimes in waiting. I'm not a big fan of just charging into a conflict before you're ready to talk about it. For some of you, you're not ready to talk about it. But you need to get to a point that you can sort of set the internal dialogue aside until you can have the actual dialogue. So every time you notice yourself, Spinning and talking to that person in your mind and creating their responses. You actually need to stop yourself. It's not helping. It's just another form of worry and anxiety and you're adding to it. And you're applying some things to the other person that they may or may not think. They probably don't. It's what you think. It's probably not what they think. So it's not helpful. You need to stop yourself. Maybe for some of you, it's online shopping. And I know I'm just I'm just veered into like, oh, no, you didn't. But some of you, the way you deal with stress and worry and anxiety and is, is you get on Amazon and you fill up a cart full of stuff and you spend two hours doing it and it's 10 o'clock at night. And then, you know, yeah, maybe you don't even buy it. Maybe you then purge the cart. But it's another form of binging and purging <clears throat> and you're doing it to kind of soothe whatever stress you're feeling and maybe for some of you you need to that's that's like stop yourself actually sit with whatever feeling you're having instead of that that constant numbing activity cuz you know how it is it's like you know you get on Amazon and you and you find those cool pair of pants or whatever it is or the shoes you get on Zappos and it's free return so you order seven pairs of shoes and they show up at your house in this huge box and you try each one of them on and all of a sudden you know you want to keep three of them and now you're calculating you know well if the kids don't go with you know if the kids don't have milk for the next two weeks maybe i can afford it (laughs) you don't really do that but you think about doing it Uh, And you just need to stop yourself, stop yourself with the shopping binges and purges. And for some of you, it's it's social media. You know, honestly, it's like, man, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling. And then you notice half an hour has gone by and you feel kind of that yucky, empty feeling where, yeah, you've seen a couple of cool posts about, you know, friends that you love and. But even that kind of made you feel a little mad because they're on vacation and you're not on vacation, and, and they were playing with their kids and hugging their kids, and you just fought with your kids. So it makes you feel bad about yourself. Or they posted that picture, you know, of that perfect meal that they made, which is great for them. They they made that perfect meal. It's so awesome. But you are eating macaroni and cheese because that's all you could muster up the you know strength to make, and that's really what you wanted. But now that you're eating it, you feel disgusting. <laughs> Now I'm meddling, I know I am, but social media is a great gift and I'm a fan, but I really think it, it and the science proves this, is that it, it actually adds to the stress of your life, it helps uh, you think that your life is worse than because you keep comparing it to the lives of these other people that, you know, they're snapping photos and they're great photos and I don't think you should stop snapping those photos, but but when you constantly scroll through instagram and facebook especially um and and then you look at your own life and maybe you've had a train wreck of a day it it actually doesn't help and so maybe you know for some of you stop yourself or at least limit yourself you know have a window of time once a day that you look at social media instead of 77 times a day Uh, some of you compare yourself with others way too much and that's sort of what i was talking about with social media but it's like uh, man, I mean, I notice this as a writer. Like, I have to constantly say, if 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 a, if a if a if certain person's book is doing well, that doesn't mean that there's you know, like that that's gonna automatically uh, relate to my book not doing well. As if there's some scarcity in the world. Like, cheer the person on if they've written a great book and it's doing well. Yay, awesome for them. There's lots of great books in the world, including mine and it's all out there and and the world is a big place and gratitude is a big big pool that we can all swim in and it's not scarcity and do you know what i mean so it's like comparing yourself to another person it's so easy to do that person's got that i have this but we never see the full picture we never see the big picture you'd be shocked at the kind of self-hatred that some of these people that you're comparing yourself to are struggling with every day so you don't know their story. You do know your story. uh, And so that's the story you need to be focused on. So that has a long list of things that you could stop yourself on. Now, let's talk about the next thing that once you've actually stopped yourself from any of those things, then you need to ask, what do I need? And this is a really difficult question. I really think it's harder than you think. But do you need simply more sleep? Most of us need seven to nine hours of sleep a night. There are those freaks that can get by on five or six. There, that that's fine. I assume they have some other major character defect <laughs> that uh, that makes up for the fact that they can only, they can really get by in five or six hours. I'm not one of those people. I really need about eight. And when I don't get that for a period of time, I can tell, man, I'm cranky. I'm I am the self-hatred thoughts are bigger. My compulsive behavior and addictive behavior comes out more. So for some of you, it's just like, I need more sleep. For some of you, honestly, man, you need a weekend away from the routine. If you have kids, you gotta find a way to steal away with your spouse or with yourself. Get someone to watch the kids uh, and you need you know, 48 hours where you can read books and eat food and take naps and not feel guilty about it and where you're not constantly negotiating fights or making making food for people <laughs> or all that stuff. Uh, for some of you, you need focus and you know it, you know, you know, you need to make a list, a re- reasonable list. You need to set some goals that actually happen. You need someone that you trust that's not going to shame you to kind of help you to stay focused on that list, and so um, for some of you, that's the deal. Don't make a huge list. Don't make a list that is impossible to figure out to to do. Um, but make a list and get some focus. For some of you, you 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 need a relaxing ritual. At the end of the day, I was just talking to someone that said, "Man, you know, sometimes when I get home and I've I've gone all day, meetings all day, and I just have to jump right into, um, you know." i have to to jump right into life with the kids and stuff it's hard but if i can get 45 minutes at some point after the kids are down then i can re-engage in life and you can do this gang um you know i think the 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 knee-jerk response to that is, well you don't know my life i have to i have so many things relaxing no maybe it's five minutes maybe it's 10 minutes where you breathe um maybe you have a treat maybe this is where you have an evening cocktail i don't know Something that uh, that you can associate with with a smile on your face, the knots in your back loosen a little bit. Maybe it's a conversation with someone you love. Maybe it's a hug of your kids. I don't know what it is, but some some of you need a relaxing ri- ritual to just plug into. Some of you need a spiritual director or a counselor. And spiritual direction, if you don't know what that is, that's not counseling. But it's sitting down with someone who's trained to listen to you, and to listen to God, and to help you see what God is trying to do in your life, to help you try to see what invitations God is placing in your path. That's what a spiritual director does. If you live in the Twin Cities area, there's lots of spiritual directors. Just you can Google Christos, you can Google um, just Google spiritual direction in Minneapolis and. Uh, and you will be directed to our places. And, I, you know, Minneapolis, we tend to have a lot. Uh, maybe you live in a place where you don't. So maybe spiritual direction isn't a thing you can do. Uh, but maybe counseling is. And counseling is just someone that can help you untangle the knots. I've seen counselors many, many times over the course of my adult life. I think they're really, really helpful, and um, so some of you need need that. Some of you need to take a fast from something uh, that feels out of control. Maybe it's online shopping. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's a certain food or beverage that just you can't have that and be in control. And so just take a period of time and say, man, for this amount of time, I'm, I'm taking a fast. I'm, I'm going to stop doing those things. It'll be hard, but it'll create space in your world to listen to your own life, to maybe even get in touch with your pain and to help you feel more of a sense of being, um, being yourself without the numbing behavior that those things are. Online shopping, social media, certain food or beverage, whatever it is. Some of you honestly need more fun. Honestly, some of you need to get really intentional about the joy level in your life. Find someone that is like, you know, a fun addict and just say, I need to learn how to have fun in my life. I'm terrible at it and I need more joy. Um, Maybe baby steps. Start with a super funny show that you watch every day. Uh, Read a David Sedaris book uh, I, I don't know, climb, go, go rock climbing, uh, go, go mountain biking, uh, buy a long board and fall a bunch of times rolling down a hill. I don't know. Go to a trampoline and just jump on it. Uh, do cartwheels in your backyard. In fact, but if I did that, I would injure myself. So maybe don't do that. What do you need? Uh, what do you need to stop yourself from and then what do you need these are really really the deep end of the pool questions you can do this the real you is in there and it wants to come out it's been covered up with all kinds of stuff worry and efficiency and production perfectionism, addictions, whatever. It's been covered over, but the real you is still in there. And you can find yourself because you are full of life and potential. You are not fundamentally made of worry or perfectionism or addiction or any of those things that are have been sort of blocking the real you from coming out. There is a you that can emerge, but you need to stop. It's really interesting that in the seven days of creation, the human beings are created on day six and actually created at the end of day six. And when the sun sets on day six in the Jewish calendar, the day starts um, when the first star comes out. So when the first star comes out after the people, the Adam and the Eve are created on day six, it's day seven. And day seven is called Sabbath, which simply means to stop. So at the beginning of all things, human beings started their lives with stopping. It's such a beautiful picture. If you really look at it, they started their lives with stopping. I think so many great journeys can begin for us when we have the courage to stop yourself. (laughs) So allow me to say it. Stop yourself. Stop yourself and try to figure out what you need. You can do this. You can emerge. Something real and fundamental and beautiful is waiting to come out. So that is episode 54. And gang, I'm going to end this with a little bit of announcement about uh, a kind of stopping that I am doing. And I've been thinking about this for quite a while and been talking to a few trusted friends about this. And my sense is that for the next about 40 days, what I need to stop myself from is doing this podcast and blogging and being on social media now. I've had a great, I've been doing this podcast for about a year. So let's call this the end of season one 54 episodes, a little more than one a week for a year. We're going to start season two at the end of September. In fact, September 22nd. So it's about five or six weeks away. Uh, I'm excited for season 2. I already have a list of people that I want to interview and I'm starting to create a list of topics that I want to talk about. So I'm excited to come back, but it is time to just shut it down for a while. Same thing with blogging. I'm just I'm 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 stopping until the end of September. Same thing with social media. I'm stopping. I'm not going to be on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at all. For about forty days, uh, these are the things that I know that I need to stop myself from, and so that is the deal. Much love, much grace, much peace. Um, I am excited for this and a little nervous, but I think it's really, really good. So, gang, this good word fans, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to season two i will see you on september 22nd and for some of you you're like man i was so behind that i didn't even know that you took a break and it's already october so (laughs) i didn't miss anything and if that's the case awesome okay we are dust and we are breath we are limited and we're limitless we're human and we're holy and we my friends are in this together Grace and peace.